There's a cry from his heart for more. There's a cry from his heart for more. There's a cry from his heart for more. There's a cry out for more. We want more. We
Lord, we need a new wine. We drink of the new wine, Lord. We partake of the new wine. Lord, we drink, Lord, we drink, Lord, we drink, Lord, we drink. We drink the new wine, Lord. For a new season, we drink the new wine. For a new testimony, we drink the new wine. Drink as much as you can drink. Welcome to the house of the new wine. Drink.
Jesus. 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 The Holy Spirit is giving some of you instruction. He's speaking to some of you. He's doing so. Oh. Let Just hear him. We are yours, Lord. We are yours, Lord. We are yours, Lord. We use Holy Spirit. We use Lord. We use Lord. Yes, surgery in people's lives. He's working what he can only do. Just heal to him and let him do the transformation.
lift those hands to him wherever you are and tell him holy spirit say holy spirit have your way in my life i yield to you this is your house this is your body i belong to you do as you will in my life through my life and with my life you're all i have holy spirit i give you permission do as you will do as you will do as you will thank you jesus Thank you Holy Spirit. 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 Tell him Holy Spirit. You are my advantage. You are my advantage. You are my advantage. You are my advantage in every area of my life. It's you, Holy Spirit, who gives me the victory. It's you, Holy Spirit, who puts me ahead. It's you, Holy Spirit, who makes me to see what the natural man cannot holy spirit i yield to your person and i yield to your ministry i'm sorry holy spirit where i violated you forgive me i need you and your ministry in my life more than ever before more than ever before holy spirit Holy Spirit I want to know that fellowship I want to know that communion I want to participate in that deep fellowship with the Father with the Son Holy Spirit you are my friend Lereku shabana Lesanda murukurvayam Jesus before he took off to heaven he left the church with an instruction as a matter of fact the bible says he commanded them it was a command he had given them a mission he said go preach the gospel to the entire universe go preach starting with where you are he told them but before you can get into action you must be endowed with power from on high he told them my assignment needs divine empowerment you cannot fulfill my ordination on your life or my mission just merely by using your natural 
giftings and talents and advantages. Because the kind of engagement you're involved in goes beyond the natural. So you need empowerment to do what I've called you to do. He was speaking to preachers that day, the apostles. But that message does not only attend to men who preach the gospel. As long as you're a child of God, born of the Spirit, you're a son of God. The call of God on your life requires the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You cannot fulfill this mandate on your life effectively and to the satisfaction of heaven if you don't engage the help of the Holy Spirit. It is just wisdom for you to follow the instruction of God as His Word says. Only a fool argues with God's Word. So whether you're a businessman, whether you're a career person, whether you're a housewife, whether you're a husband, whatever you're engaging there comes a point in your life when what you know naturally does not suffice. You need something from above to push you to the next level. And that's why Jesus told them, wait for the Holy Spirit. He will empower you with what universities cannot give you, what experience cannot give you, what nature cannot give you. This one comes direct from the throne of grace and it becomes your advantage and that's how you get ahead the unfortunate thing is most of us we limit this instruction of Jesus to the disciples to men on the pulpit but this governs every area of your life say Holy Spirit I need your person and I need your ministry in my life tell me the Holy Spirit your person and your ministry is a necessity in my life I cannot do much without your active involvement in the affairs of my life the natural man will produce natural results If me and you are going to produce results after the order of God, then we need the input of God in whatever we are doing. When Moses was coming out of Egypt, God got to a point where he told Moses, you people are too stubborn for me. I'll end up destroying all of you. I'm going to withdraw my presence and let an angel lead you to the promised land. That's when Moses broke down and he told God, 
if your presence does not go with us don't take us out of this place then he adds on a very powerful very powerful information that I want you to get it said how shall they know how will they that do not know you how will they even then they were the chosen nation now we are the church how will they know Lord that we are different how will they know that we are special people how will they know that you have set us apart unless your presence goes with us in other words the presence of God brings a distinction to your work say the presence of God brings a distinction to my work that's what Moses was saying say the only way we are going to stand out as the people who are called by your name is when your presence comes upon us and the presence of God is more than a feeling what Moses was trying to say is that the output of our lives when your presence rests upon us cannot be ordinary because we have your supernatural involvement in whatever we do say my advantage is the presence of God come on say like you mean it Mm -hmm. say it again now the only person who makes the presence of God known in your life is who? Say the Holy Spirit. So in a nutshell, Moses was saying, God, your spirit has to go with us. I want you to get it deep in your heart that the Holy Spirit and more so His ministry is not limited to church. The greatest work of the Holy Spirit if you want to see His ministry is more so in your day-to-day engagement. The Bible says we dwell among a crooked and a perverse generation. And you cannot tell whether somebody is speaking to you or telling you the truth or not. Because men have polished their lives. So if you run your life simply by what you hear with your physical ears and see with your physical eyes, sooner or later you are going to become a prey of the lies of men and more so of the devil your only safety is found in the person of the Holy Spirit the Bible says in the book of 1st John chapter 2 that he lives in you and he will teach you all things Say, He will teach me all things. And the scripture says, 
whatever he says is truth and there is no lie in him so if the holy spirit ministry is active in your life you can be able to detect a lie from the most powerful liar Say, Jesus, please help me. Give me first John. Chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life they are talking about Jesus when he was here who walked the earth this is John the beloved speaking about Jesus verse number 2 the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us three that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his son Jesus Christ next verse and these things we write to you that your joy may be full five this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all say God is light there is no darkness in him. Say it again. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I'm emphasizing that. Verse number 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him. And walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. Let's read together verse number 6. If with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth so how do I maintain fellowship with the Godhead how do I keep a vibrant fellowship with the Godhead because this is where the key for living a life that makes men wonder what kind of God you serve is found is in the fellowship. Jesus said, Me and the Father, we are we are one. What you see me do is the Father in me doing. I can of my own self do nothing. So Jesus tied his performance to his oneness with the father 
Somebody say fellowship. Say fellowship. So Jesus is showing us that if we are going to produce results after the order of God, then we need to enter into fellowship with the Godhead. Say, I need the fellowship. It is one thing for you to be born again. That is entry level to this life of relationship with God. Somebody say relationship with God. You see, you can be in a relationship with God and you do not know the fellowship of the Godhead. And this is where majority of believers are. We are having a relationship with God by virtue of our born again experience. But we have not upgraded ourselves to a place where we come into the fellowship of the Trinity. The Christian life becomes beautiful, not in the place of just mere relationship, but in the place of what? Fellowship. What the Lord is calling the church to is a place of fellowship. This is exactly what John is telling the church. That the reason why we are speaking to you so that you come and join us in the fellowship and our fellowship is with who? It's with the Father and with the Son. There's some person he didn't mention there. Whom didn't he mention? The Holy Spirit. And for a reason. Because it is the Holy Spirit who brings you into the fellowship with the Father and with the Son. So by the time he tells you coming to the fellowship with the Father and the Son, he is talking to you that we have yielded to the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that has brought us into this fellowship. With who? With the Father and the Son. Because without the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you cannot know the fellowship of the Father and the Son. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. So John is not calling you to a place of relationship because you're really there. He's calling you to a place of what? Of fellowship. Bring it down to you. How many of you know that you can be a husband and a wife? By relationship you're a husband and a wife. But between you, the man is sleeping in the bedroom, the woman is sleeping in the guest house. Is there any fellowship there? No. What are you in? Relationship, but zero fellowship. Is there any power in that marriage? No. So time come, we have to migrate. Somebody, I need to migrate. From mere relationship to a place of what? Fellowship. And this is one of the primary reasons. Jesus, the Father, have taken their seat in your heart. The Bible says, God dwells in us by His Spirit. The reason why He dwells in me and you by His Spirit, so that we come into the fellowship of the Godhead. The dominion man gave, God gave man in the book of Genesis chapter 1, was tied to His fellowship with the Godhead. The day man broke rank with God by falling, the Bible tells us everything rebelled against man. 
Because the only thing nature recognizes when it looks at you is the glory of God on your life. And that glory differs in its brightness. Depending on the degree of fellowship you have with the Trinity. Am I communicating to you? That's why men are not the same. Say men are not the same. We are not the same. Each one of you, the weight you carry in the spirit, the authority you will in the spirit is tied to the level of your fellowship you have with the Trinity. Do you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit inviting you into deeper fellowship? Spirit draw. Draw us. That's why you cannot settle for this mediocre Christian life if you are going to reveal God in your generation. In three and a half years of his ministry, Jesus showed to us. The Bible says in the book of Romans that Adam was a pattern man. It was, Adam was just a shadow. The real man is who? Is Jesus. That's why Adam is called the first Adam. Jesus is called the last Adam. Adam is called a living soul. Jesus is called a life-giving spirit. These two men are different. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Where is Big Ben? Is Big Ben here? I want you to get, that, get me all the scriptures on the screen as fast as possible. Every scripture I quote, get it on the screen. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Adam is who? A, a living soul. Jesus is what? A life-giving spirit. There has to be a complete difference between you and the Old Testament. Because what you carry inside of you is superior to what Adam carried. Holy Spirit, help us. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. The fellowship of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The scripture tells us in the book of Luke, if I'm not mistaken, when they saw what Jesus was doing, they were astounded. And they said, What wisdom is this that such mighty works are done or performed by his hand? Look at your hand. See, these hands are capable of producing mighty works. But the work you're going to produce is tied to the kind of wisdom you're going to engage. There is a wisdom that comes from experience. There is a wisdom that comes by means of education. There is a wisdom which is or you are born with. But there is another level of wisdom that is only 
produce from the presence of God. This is the wisdom they saw at work in Jesus. They say, what wisdom is there? And they ask such a question. That means they have never had, they have never seen such a performance. Because when they look at their school, they don't have it there. When they look at the experience, they don't have it there. They have seen all men. They say, this man is tapping from a source we don't have. Look and say, neighbor, there is a source you have that people who are not born again don't have. Say, that source is in your spirit. If education would save the world, the world would be saved by now. The Bible says the world in its wisdom didn't know God. So if you want to know God, you, I'm not against natural wisdom of school. We have all studied. That's why you are hearing my English. Praise the Lord. At least you went to school. Say, neighbor, which one do you speak? There's Masaka English, there's Kampala English, there's whatever English. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Every time you hear me from today, I'm not talking about the wisdom of men. I'm not. When Joseph stood in Egypt, what brought him out and made him a prime minister was when the Holy Spirit dropped an answer to the challenge that was there and he said king let us for the next seven years save 20 percent of everything we are harvesting and the king said the spirit of god is in you you must be my number two sounds a promotion by divine wisdom. Joseph yielded himself. Look up through the Bible. Jesus told his disciples. The day they bring you before men. Do not premeditate on what you are going to tell them. He said at that very hour. My father will become your mouth. Holy Spirit help That's the original translation That God will take over what? Your mouth What you will say will not be you speaking You will be speaking the wisdom of the ancient of days And they will not be able to resist If you don't believe me Read Acts chapter 7 The Bible says when Stephen began to speak They could not resist his wisdom. When they looked at him, they saw his face shining. This wisdom makes you shine. I say, this wisdom makes you glow. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. I was sharing with you in the first service. Two women, you know that story, gave birth within the same week, I think. All of a sudden, one of them slept over the baby. The baby died. She got up in the middle of the night. Went and took the living baby, put it aside, and took and gave the dead one. When the other one woke up, she looked at the baby and said, no, this is not my baby. Say, you've stolen my baby. So they went to Solomon. Somebody, they went to Solomon. 
And Solomon, being a king by virtue of his position, he had to know the law. Because all kings were schooled in the law. They need to know the law because they would judge people. So they brought, they came to King Solomon. And they began to say, this is my baby, this is my baby, this is my baby. If you're a judge, what do you do? There was no DNA machines those days. So you cannot say, go to the lab and test the blood. What do you do? Somebody says, this is my baby, this is my baby. You look in the law, there is nothing in the law. Counsel, eh? with all your training in LDC, which are you going to quote? Subsection, which one? There's nothing. You are paralyzed. You tell them, you go and agree among yourself. That's what you're going to say. There's nothing you can do. But Solomon, being a man of God, tapped into another wisdom. He spoke what nobody had ever said before. And said, Please bring a sword here. Which school did they teach that? I said, Which school did they teach that? He said, Cut this, let her take half, this will take half. And the mother of the baby broke down. Say, please, let the baby live. Let her take it. And she said, this is the mother. The scripture tells us. The scripture tells us. That was the beginning of the rise of Solomon's fame. Across the whole world. Because he brought what was outside the book. He downloaded heaven into the judgment hall. This grace is available to you. Say it's available to me. See, I have it in my spirit. On that note, I'm going to pause my teaching here. Steve, come. I want Steve to share with you a testimony this morning. Or this afternoon. Some experience he went through. I think it was last week. I just want to tell you how much you can come up. The Holy Spirit can help you. He is the advantage in your life. If you don't mind, you introduce yourself. Do you mind? I don't mind. Okay, please. Thank you. Uh, Is it on? Uh, okay, I think it's on. Yeah, All thank right. you. Good, good afternoon. My name is uh, Stephen Seguja. And I've been uh, with this ministry for, for about two years. And I knew Pastor Ben, but um, through a friend of mine, uh, Bruce he introduced me and from two years ago my wife will tell you my life has changed has completely made a turnaround and I'm going to tell you and I've just been following the teachings and you know coming for fellowship and you know have a busy life but I, I purpose I try every morning to come and be here in the morning dew and overnight and I encourage each and every one of you. I'm getting back to the testimony. On um, last week, on Saturday, and uh, my farm manager is here. I have a farm. I invited him. I, I didn't even know I'll give the testimony today. Because I invited him, I, I said, come and spend time with us at home. But it coincided with exactly what I'm going to tell you. So on Sunday he calls me. He said the land which we own, it's on a hill, it's uh, you know, near Chitalia prison. So it's quite a big piece of land. So he manages uh, the affairs there. And he's a Christian. So he calls me, he says, uh, boss, we have a good opportunity. I said, are you sure? I said, 
some people have come from a telecom and they want to put a mask you know for us to receive these calls there are those masks that you see around the city and everywhere you see a mask just to know those guys are milking millions and millions of shillings and the time I've held that land for about three to four years I've longed for that to happen and I've talked to a few guys and there's no the network is not very good so when he told me my heart left with joy I said this is the thing and all the things you know you start picturing things uh, I, I didn't picture Dubai uh, pastor <laughs> but I, I pictured the great testimonies I said I'll do great things in the kingdom so he called me I said they want to go and test the land please give us uh, their permission I said no please uh, allow them so on Monday uh, this Monday last Monday they went they tested the land and on Tuesday the gentleman calls me he says uh, introduced himself I'm uh, from Leica Mobile Telecom and we've tested your land and I'm happy to tell you it has the highest percentage of where a mask can sit I have never danced in my life I said now I have arrived or I'm going to arrive <laughs> I said, when can we meet? He said, uh, let's meet uh, on Wednesday. I'd started uh, prayer and fasting and I'd been coming here and I'd just taken back the kids to school. So those two days I didn't come. So I said, um, before I could meet, I said I must go and get counsel from the Holy Spirit. I can tell you with all certainty that that kind of insight and decision has never happened to me and I've been a Christian for a, very, for a long time I got saved in P3 with bumps and humps along the way <laughs> never before have I said please wait, imagine with excitement you've been excited for me I, 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 I knew you were going to benefit a bit <laughs> but I said no let me first seek the counsel I came here from Wednesday I prayed on Thursday I prayed wisdom came and I'm, like pastor said there is no book I read I never consulted a lawyer I never consulted anyone in the industry I consulted the Holy Spirit he told me call someone I called a friend of mine I said there is this opportunity he said oh boss you are going to be a rich he said my friend you resign from your job <laughs> you, you don't need to work again so but I said uh, but uh, can you find out if uh, this gentleman actually works in that uh, telecom he says why are you been wasting time I said no please something in my spirit is telling me please uh, check before I meet the gentleman when he did a background search he called another friend of his within a he took long and I can tell you the devil is, uh, is a liar for one day the chief technical officer of that telecom his phones were off and someone is calling me please you must appear now we signed this agreement anyway he got him on uh, Thursday evening and I told the man we meet on Friday he tells me this is the information I have the gentleman who, calls, who called you is a fraudster and let me tell you guys sorry pastor if I spend just one or two minutes mm -hmm. if you need 
to delay decision until you hear the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you're not going to die. Amen. Amen. Please ask an extra day. And it has happened that I work in a very high pressure environment. One day, the, um, our regulator called my MD and wanted some information, and it was very urgent for me. And I remember, I told my MD, please, uh, I need uh, two extra days. The MD said, this, no one has ever told me that, but I'll give you the extra days. Only that comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the regulator, you don't tell him next day, it must be now. I got that pass because I sought the Holy Spirit. If you have to, please do. But make sure you have consulted. If you tell your boss those things and you've not consulted, <laughs> the, the results might be there. Anyway, getting back to this. On Friday morning I came. Once I got that information, of course the excitement died. I never told my manager, he was also waiting. He comes from maybe probably, I also thought he'll go, he's going back in a big way. After we've, uh, we've, uh, we've hunted uh, our, our meal. When uh, I came, I'd actually planned to have uh, this man arrested. So he said we meet at Sheraton. This Friday yesterday but one. He said we meet at Sheraton and uh, we talk through this. So I prayed again. I said no, I'll not uh, call my friends in uh, security organizations. Let me fast again seek of the Lord what to do with this man. I was told that they had conned so many people. So, so many people. By the time they leave you, eh, you're basically on the bare knuckles. So, I came on Friday, we prayed, and again the Holy Spirit told me what to do. So by the time I went to meet him, even my anger had come down. So we met. When, we, when I got to, uh, to meet him, he was furious that I delayed. He said, you man, you don't know deals. And I want to warn uh, people here. If you're going to call someone, please be courteous. <laughs> the man was annoyed with me. I said, but uh, why are you annoyed with me? He says, no, you, this is money, my friend. You are playing with money. So we met, we sat. He introduced himself with a badge. He had a card. He, you, you, let me tell you, nine out of ten times, I would have been conned. I tell you the truth. And I'm going to show you how he was going to do it. So he told me he had the testing report, everything I needed, he had every question I asked, he was on point. And after we had exchanged our pleasantries, he told me what I required. He told me, for 10 years, we are going to lease this land for 10 years. We'll pay you $300,000 and we pay it in a lump sum. That's about 1.2 billion shillings. He says, but before we get there, we need to sign an agreement, you need to fill in some forms, and you're going to pay $1,500 as a start. I can tell you nine out of ten times, even if I can even quote it to ten out of ten, I would have been conned. And that is how they started. Before you know it, you've paid over hundreds and hundreds of millions, because you want to get the deal out of the way. So after we discussed, um, he told me now, can you please start by the first payment? We will first pay, and if um, you're, you're not successful, we go to a committee, we shall refund your money. And he had a receipt. So after that time, I looked at him. I said, please, you need, this you need the money, and we also have our cut of 10%. So when we pay you the $300,000, you pay us 
That's about 120 million for them and these bosses. To finish this story, in my spirit, I'd already walked with the Holy Spirit. I had pity on this man. I said, after we had finished, said now I need to go. I said, you don't need to go now. You really need the Holy Spirit. You need Jesus. You need Jesus in your heart. By the way, when I told him I was coming from prayers, that's why I delayed. His first turned a bit. He says, oh, by the way, I also like prayers. He says, I'm a Christian. He said, hey, this guy is even a Christian. So, when I told him, you need now Jesus, the man looked at me, was stunned. I said, I know you're a fraudster. That's, your name is not even Abel. Your name is different. But I'm going to pray with you. I could see, anyway, the guy made the prayer. I'm not sure he gave his life to Christ. <laughs> Oh, it was out of uh, fear because I told him I, was, I would have arrested him. But the man in the lobby of Sheraton, if the cameras are there in Sheraton, they would see. And the hotel lobby all got stunned. We engaged in prayer. I prayed for that man. I said, You need Jesus. Today, if you don't give your life to Christ, and I can tell you again, unless it is the Holy Spirit, you will not make it in life. Thank you very much. How many of us have lost millions? Yet you live with the answer inside your spirit. This should no longer continue among the saints of God. Say the wisdom of the Holy Spirit resides within my spirit. This is our advantage. This is our advantage. Even for raising children. Say, Holy Spirit, you are my advantage. I'm trying, I think next Sunday I'll bring you another person. He's a doctor. He's just humble. He did not tell you his position. He's very up high there in the banking world. Praise the Lord. Okay? But I can tell people who are using who, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to rise up. That tomato business has a wisdom I can take it to the next level. Oh, Lord, help these people. I'm telling you, God knows very well. We don't have natural advantage. Some of you, your parents could not even afford food. So you couldn't go to school. You love to go to school, but the means are not there. So naturally, you are what? Disadvantage. You can't go to school. I remember those days when we, when I went to first year. Yeah, people were yeah, saying, "Where? Which school are you from?" And I said, "Marcos." For us, we had no name. Are you here? So we will not say anything. Praise the Lord! You are afraid to mention the school you are coming for. They will ask you, "Where? Where is that school?" <laughs> so you just keep quiet. Praise the Lord! People from top top school. Now, when we come to Jesus, the ground is leveled. I said, the day you give your life, what is what? The ground is what? Is level. Because now you have tapped to the brain that created the entire world. That's the brain you have. It's inside your spirit. The creator of the entire universe lives on the inside of you. That's why you, you don't have any excuse. A believer doesn't have an excuse. 
Because you have the wisdom that created the entire world on the inside of you. I didn't say neighbor. There's no reason why you should fail. Because you have the wisdom of God in you. How do we tap into this wisdom? John tells us. We must enter into what? Fellowship. I say fellowship. Fellowship. He's told you he has been saved for many years. But the moment he chose to upgrade his work with God, he entered into another level of fellowship with who? With God. And he, he can tap information that were present, but he didn't have the receipt to get them. All the information you need is there. It's there. But you're on the wrong frequency. Say so never your frequency is on BBS. Praise the Lord. Every time you hear anyone, that's what you're picking. Praise the Lord. And you cannot win in this life downloading such information. The church must become the envy of the entire world. And the church is not, it is you. Your competitor who is not born again has to know, cannot match you in business. They cannot. Because you come there with heaven. But because you have limited yourself to what you learn from moves. Are you hearing me? Ten principles of what? Well, you've done all those principles and you're going down. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I have just one instruction for you. If you do this one, you will fly. And you are dead. You say, no, I want that one. We win in this life. By who? By the whole. I'm not saying you don't engage what you have learned. But what you have learned will produce ordinary results. You know, this is what you know. It is what is from above that will take you above. The Bible says, he that is from above is above all. You want to rise above? Download from above. The Holy Spirit is very relevant in your life for your day-to-day living. The Holy Spirit is not just for the church. Yes, everything in your life requires the voice of God. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Give me first Second Corinthians chapter 13. Verse number 14. A friend of mine, I know he's watching. He's in Nairobi. An Uberman. He's also God. God has blessed him. How are you there? An Uberman came to pick him this morning. The Holy Spirit told him, engage this man. By the time they finished, the pastor would have been had come back to Jesus. Just this morning. In his house. Say, so neighbor, is your driver born again? Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. Let's read together one, two, three. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Do you know my greatest joy as a pastor will be is when you and this son 
the voice of the Holy Spirit and apply whatever He tells you in your day-to-day living. I'll be the happiest man. I'll know what I'm doing here is working. It is working. But as long as I have a long line, people seeking counseling, are you hearing me? You know what I'm doing is not working. There's nothing wrong with counsel. But the chief counselor is inside of you. He's called who? Who is a better businessman than the Holy Spirit? Do you know that there are very few businessmen in Kampala? I mean, honest businessmen. You know there are very few? I know them. I have information on all your businessmen. I have. Me, I have the information. How do I know? Talk to your father. Are you hearing me? I know where they go. I know what they do. We don't have businessmen in this country. We have thieves. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. I'm sorry. Outside there. And they appear on TV to give you tips on how to make it in life. God have mercy. I just shut down the TV. Are you hearing me? And I know how they have got there. You know they have got there. They have not. God wants you, 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 you is sitting down here. Say it is me. Say it is me. But it starts where? Who is the grace of God? It's Jesus. I say it. That the source of love is the Father. Say the source of love is the Father. The Father packages love in the form of His grace called who? For God so loved that He gave. So Jesus is a gift of whose love? The Father's love. He gave it to who? To the world. That gift is called what? The grace in the person of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus came full of grace. So when it comes to love, it's from the Father. That love is packaged in the form of what? Grace. How do I experience these dimensions in God? Through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So for me to experience the love of God and the grace of God, I need to enter into what? The fellowship. In other words, it is the Holy Spirit who brings you into the reality of what? God's grace. That's why Jesus said, let me go. Because if I don't go, even what you see will not be your reality. Because it is the Holy Spirit who makes real in your life whatever Jesus has done for you. Who brings healing in your body? The Holy Spirit. Who brings the blessing in your life? The Holy Spirit. He is the one who takes what is of God and makes them a reality. So if you want to enjoy God, you must know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Do you see how we are being robbed from enjoying what Christ has died for? So now we know. You cannot fellowship with wind. You cannot fellowship with a dove. You cannot fellowship with what? With fire. You cannot fellowship with oil. Say the Holy Spirit is not fire. Say never the Holy Spirit is not oil. Say the Holy Spirit is not wine. Say no the Holy Spirit is not oil. Whatever it is. Those are symbols. Representing. Oh speak. These are symbols. But the Holy Spirit is what? The person. The Holy Spirit is what? He is what? 
He has a will. Somebody say he has a will. He has feelings. And he has a what? He has a mind of his own. So you can engage the Holy Spirit and fellowship with him. Show me your Bible. Where's your Bible? You can lift your phone. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is my Bible. Are you hearing me? This is a Bible. Who breathed this? The Bible says all scriptures have been inspired by who? The Holy Spirit. The first step before you go into visions and dreams which you have been having and nothing has been happening in your life. Let's go here. The first step to walking into true fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever read the scripture in the book of Proverbs? You walk with the wise. What happens to you? Become wise. Every time you study the word of God, you read the word of God, you know you're rubbing minds with who? With the Holy Spirit. This one here, every time, because he's the one who breathed this word. The wisdom of God will begin to erase everything else that is not of God in your life. Let's go back to First John. In verse number 6, as I conclude. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie. Tell your neighbor that. If you say you have fellowship with Him and you walk in darkness, your name, you know it. And what happened? You don't practice the truth. Now I want to show you, how am I going to begin to end? Because I wanted to get practical. I don't want to leave you hanging there. Pastor, now we talk about fellowship. Where do we start? Do we just do this fellowship, fellowship, fellowship? Now I'm telling you, what you're going to do? He is called the spirit of what? Of truth. It's called the spirit of truth. There has to be a desire in your heart. For what? For truth. You must make up your mind from today as a believer to abandon a life of what? Lies. It's quiet here, no? I can't conclude from here. Praise the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit. Do you want the fellowship of the Holy Spirit? Do you really need it in your life? Some of you pray, Lord, like you spoke to Stephen. But you need to find out what Stephen did. These men love the truth. You must become a lover of what? Of truth. A few days ago, right here on this pulpit, someone was trying to tell me about a certain man of God. I told him that's a lie. I said, I don't want to hear that's a lie. That is a lie. I just told him, even if it was true, and I said, that is a lie. I protect my spirit. I am very constant because I want to stay in constant touch with the one. So I block out rumors. They never block out rumors. Honorable, did you hear? Did you hear? When they said, did you hear? They say, I don't want to hear. <laughs> Are you just telling me what I don't want to hear? Why? You are protecting your heart. 
Somebody is tampering with your center of information. Say I'm a love of truth. Say I'm a love of truth. Start today. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Amen. I say amen. I remember those days when I used to use taxis. I don't know those who use taxis where it is still happening. I was the guy there on Ginger Road in a taxi. Say, I'm in Ginger. They are right there on there. I was there. The guy said, I'm in Ginger. We're just at EC Commission. He's in Ginger. I said, Jesus Christ. And you say, Holy Spirit, I love you. Ah. He's the spirit of what? Of truth. So if you are serious about fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you are going to be someone who goes for what? For the truth. It's not easy. But let me tell you, when you start to fly, you live the happiest life. Your life will be full of joy. I'm telling you the truth. Truth. But let me explain just briefly what this scripture says and I'll stop there. It says, if, give it to me. Let's go back. First John. Give me verse number 7. But if we walk in the light, as it is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son, cleanses us from all sins. Every time you walk in truth, you release the blood of Jesus to do his continuous work of cleansing in your life. Even if you don't say, blood of Jesus cleanse me. Just walking in truth, the blood is constantly working in you, doing the cleansing work. Give me verse number 8. But if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth. What is the Bible saying? In a nutshell, this is what the Bible is saying. Any time of the day or when you're conversing and you sense a conviction in your spirit that what you have said or something you have done, is wrong. What do you do? Admit. That it means to walk in the light. The moment you shut that voice down, you are telling the Holy Spirit, you're a liar. No longer, the truth is no longer in you. You block the work of the Holy Spirit through His blood of Jesus Christ from cleansing you. Are you getting my point? Give you some example. Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody? Or when you are talking to somebody and you said something, then later on when you were moving, you fell. No, what I said was wrong. Did you go back? Very few of you did. You are too big. That was the voice of who? Of the Holy Spirit. One of the ways you are going to strengthen your fellowship with the Holy Spirit is responding immediately to the conviction that comes in your spirit when you have done something wrong whether it's a word or action because you grow in this fellowship am I making sense to you? do you remember King David when he cut off the skirt of Saul and then his heart began to smite the Bible says the heart began to smite him he got convicted and he called Saul and said, Saul, I'm sorry. 
shouldn't have touched the anointed. That's where the scripture comes from. The Bible says don't touch the anointed of God. He just cut the skirt. As we you lay hands on the person. But David just cut the skirt. And he said don't touch the anointed. He said I'm sorry I did that. Why did he do? Because he responded to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. One of the things you're going to ask the Holy Spirit for. Is to remove hardness of heart. Give me one minute. Where does the Holy Spirit reside? Say in my spirit. Where does it reside? Do you know your conscience is very key to having fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Because your conscience is the voice of your human spirit. Every time you violate your conscience, you're going to affect the way you relate with who? With the Holy Spirit. So keeping a clean conscience is key to having fellowship with who? With the Holy Spirit. Am I speaking Greek here? Are we understanding each other? The Bible tells us that many have shipwrecked their faith because of what? They didn't keep a clean conscience. Give to me. Shipwrecked their faith. In other words, their faith could no longer produce it. They walked away because of not keeping a clean conscience. Say my conscience is the voice of my human spirit. And where does the Holy Spirit reside? In your spirit. How many of you know that when you insist on doing wrong, sooner or later you will not feel the guilt anymore? And you think it has been approved? No. That part of you has died. It has been seared. You are no longer sensitive to the conviction. The word conviction simply means to be made aware. You are no longer made aware of that mistake. What happens to you? You. That's how fellowship with the Holy Spirit starts going south. Let's read there. Having faith and a good thing. That's not it. Not having faith. Let's start there. Oh, having faith and a good conscience. Which some have what? What have they rejected? Having faith and what? Say, neighbor, I know you have faith, but you have a good conscience. They rejected concerning faith, have suffered shipwrecked. Damage has come. Two things I've shared with you today. Somebody say the word. And I told you in the morning, don't start with Leviticus. Say, don't start with Leviticus. You will drop that Bible immediately. Praise the Lord. Start with the book of Psalms. Are you hearing me? Hmm? Start with what you love. Take time in the word. Read your Bible prayerfully. Thank God for the devotion. But God can take you deeper than that. Take time. 30 minutes is not too much. If you have one hour of prayer of your time, use 30 minutes in the Word. Take that 30 minutes and pray. Are you hearing me, church? Do that. Watch what will happen to you. The second thing I'm talking about, I don't have all the time. Somebody keeping a clean conscience. Say, never keep a clean conscience. Keep a clean conscience. Some of you, you cannot apologize to your children because you feel you are too big. 
But if you get the conviction, you say, you have done something, the Lord says, no, say, you are wrong. Say, I'm sorry. You say, no, no. Our culture. Hmm? Our culture. What? Hmm? That's where trouble comes. I have a friend of mine, and I told him, as long as you turn these cultural demons on you, you'll never get married. He's older than me, he's not yet married. He's too full of culture. No woman can marry culture. Are you hearing me? I told him that. I said, you've got to get out of this. You're a, you're a man of God, and you're full of culture. Instead of being full of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing wrong with culture as long as it lines up with the word of God. If culture doesn't line up with God's word, send it south. Are you hearing me? I will only hold on to culture that lines up with the word of God. Praise Jesus. Somebody say clean conscience. Clean conscience. Stand up on your feet. Have you learned something this morning? Who is blessed? The doer of the word. Not the hearer of the word. Say Holy Spirit. I thank you. I am sorry. For violating you. Where I quenched you. Where I grieved you. Forgive me. This afternoon. I long for that fellowship. You are my advantage. You are my guarantee for a life of victory. Holy Spirit, I need your activity in my life more than ever before. This afternoon, forgive me. Restore me to a place of deep fellowship with you. It's you, Holy Spirit, who draws us. Draw me. Draw me. You said it in your word that no one can come to the Father except he's drawn. Precious Holy Spirit, I yield myself. There are things in my life that limits your flow. I give you permission to cut it out of my life. I yield my life to your surgical knife. Deal with everything that hinders my fellowship with the Godhead. My life belongs to you. I'm not my own. Have your way through this vessel of clay. You could be here. You're not born again. You are the fire in me. If you want to give your life to Jesus, whether here or online, you say, Pastor, I want to know Jesus. Because you cannot know this fellowship until you give your life to Jesus. Or you're here, you say, Pastor, I have not been living a life that honors Jesus. I want to make a comeback like that pastor that was brought back to the cross this morning. He said, I want to step back and live a life that honors the Lord. And lastly, you want to be part of this congregation so you can tap in the blessing that flows in this house. You can come here and pray with you. You are
a fire in me. Yes, Lord, you are my ever Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I you are the fire in me. You are the fire in me. You are the power that works in me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, with those who are giving their lives to the Lord, say, Today, I surrender my life to Jesus. I acknowledge I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, you are, I cannot hear say, Jesus, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. From today, I submit myself to the government of heaven. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to your influence. Take the lead. I will follow in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Clap your hand to the Holy Spirit. Clap your hand to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you're most welcome. Just give two minutes. Can you spare two minutes? I know Steve will not leave you. Can you spare two minutes? Just right there. You see that young lady there? The Lord is working wonders. Say the Lord is working wonders. People are getting saved. I remember there was a day when it rained very heavily. Which day was that? Abajo, which day was that? I don't know if it was a Thursday or a Friday. Someone called when it was raining heavily. He said, I've just seen a billboard here at Kansanga. I want to give my life to Jesus. Jesus loves you. Tell me that Jesus loves you. Say Jesus loves you. Say your boyfriend may not love you. But Jesus loves you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus what? Loves you. The Lord is doing wonders. Praise the Lord. Is it this week? We are putting how many? We are putting six billboards in Kamal. This week, six of them. All over the place. We are spreading the news. I think the next one, I have a crusade in Bali. So we need to put one in Bali now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. We will obey God until He says otherwise. Then we can do what next. So I encourage you, be part of what God is doing. Say, look at him and say, neighbor, you have heard the word. What will you do with it? Please be a doer of the word. That business of yours, that life of yours, the Holy Spirit will take it to a level you have never imagined in Jesus name Amen now find three people and tell them you are blessed you are highly favored and God is with you three people love you guys love you guys precious Holy Ghost precious Holy Ghost 
I worship you. I worship you. 